0: Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Hidware USA. I'm joined today by three other lovely folks, but uh, we want to tell you who we're brought to you today by. And that would be our good friends over at TechWeld. Uh, they got USA made in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products. Uh, they offer many USA made products to help separate themselves from the promotional product pack. Um, you know, hand sanitizers due to the coronavirus outbreak. This is something that the, that's trending worldwide still, even uh, even with all the vaccines and everything that's out there, it's still very relevant. And uh, CDC still recommends sanitizing and washing your hands to help prevent the spread of the disease. Uh, They've got many sanitizer SKUs that can help prevent uh, and combat the spread of the virus. Uh, They've also got a lot of FDA compliant products. uh, in in, In the time of uncertainty, knowledge that a product is FDA compliant is key in allowing the customer to feel at ease when placing an order. Um, you know, they've also got a lot of awesome uh, custom packaging, believe it or not. Uh, at TechWeld, they like to create new every day. Their custom packaging division is a great example of that. Uh, and each box takes on a life of its own and they can work to, uh, to meet your customization specifications uh, regarding packaging. So go check them out at TechWeld.com. Let them know we sent you um, and you won't be sorry that you went over there. I can promise you that. They've got a, a great group of folks uh, and great products. TechWeld.com. Uh, why don't we say hi to Stephen McFadden? Looking, looking spiffy with the the nice hat there, man.
1: How are you, yes, man? I thought headwear was, was an appropriate choice. I played in a, a, my first golf tournament <laughs> in like eighteen to twenty months uh, on Monday, so I had to rock the hat in the event.
0: Headwear is an appropriate choice, you know. It's uh, ASI's number one product of the year, you know. I heard
1: that they won the uh, tournament, didn't they? The the bracket they, challenge. They did products.
0: We won promo insanity. The the March Madness of of the promo items, a lot of fun. Anyhow, Meg Herbert, how are you? Rigged. <laughs> I had not. Um, do
2: <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm actually a little sore from trying to learn a 10 second TikTok dance yesterday because I think I might have done it like a hundred times, and the longer the day goes on, the more my legs get so mm. sore. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know, in your hype video, you kind of mentioned that Stephen and I were going to be doing a dance off, and can't I can't wait for them. that, guys. Yeah, you we have to smash wait. that right now. Smash I really the like can.
2: button if you want to see them dance, guys. Smash it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need like five thousand likes, which I know is not going to happen. So we'll just uh, we'll set the bar there, and when it happens, Steven and I will do it. So, uh, yeah, not going to happen. Was, I did I was not wondering. consent. You didn't consent. i right. consenting. But... You got out. You got outvoted. Meg and I both said yes. I don't
2: know, Jill.
0: Know five thousand likes.
2: I think you should do
0: it. I Yeah. Yeah. Not happening today, but you know when we get <laughs> when we hit five thousand likes. All right, Jill uh, <laughs> Aubers with uh, Bamco. How the hell are you doing today?
3: I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, guys.
0: Yeah, we're excited. Uh, we're really excited to to talk about what we're going to talk about today, which is basically uh, you know using social or using social media and uh, to activate an audience. And uh, I know you guys have been killing it over the last several years for sure. And uh, we've got a lot of great examples to, to talk about there. But before we dive into the topic, why don't we, um, why don't we just ask you to, to introduce yourself, give us a good three to four minute rundown of all things Jill Albers and how you got started in the promotional products industry is always a really great place to start. People, uh, people from all over the place have different stories. So love to hear it.
3: Yeah, no problem. Um, so I started in the industry... Um, Straight out of college, I was a marketing and design degree major from uh, the Modern School of Design in Dayton, Ohio, and moved back to my small hometown of Salina, Ohio, thinking I would, uh, you know, find a job out of college and never look back, never come back, and um, got an offer to come to Visions Awards. So, uh, I was in the marketing, design, and new product development Uh, division of visions and um, really learned what promotional products were because you know going in I knew I was designing and developing product lines but didn't know much about the industry as I think most of us do when we get here Um, you know other than a very small handful of people I think they they fall into this business a little bit more than planning to come into it Um, but had a couple of great mentors at, at Visions, including Fran, the, the late Fran Ford, um, who really, you know, inspired me to love what we do, love the business. Um, really pushed me to go from marketing into sales, and was a big advocate for for my switch in that way. And so I was at Visions in multiple capacities for five years. Like I said, started, you know, just. Editing catalogs and doing photo shoots for products, and then they started sending me to the trade shows where I miss, met Miss Megan um, very early on, and you know really got to know a lot of the people and um, you know what this business was about, and took a role in sales about eleven years ago now, oh. and um, found my way to Bamco three years ago, and never looking back. Super excited. Um, to be here I can't believe I'm saying it'll be in October it'll be three years but have been with BMco and um, we're just moving so fast this industry is changing so quickly it's a really exciting place to be right now
0: yeah, absolutely I mean I, I, that's the one thing that I love about our industry is how versatile we are, how resilient we are like you know even last year in the middle of a pandemic I mean I know you guys had substantial growth last year uh, and I know not everybody can say that but for the most part, Everybody's still in business. We, we figured out a way to survive. And, uh, and, uh, you know, several folks have figured out a way to thrive uh, in this situation. But uh, our industry is just so awesome, because it's such an integral part of creating and engaging an audience. And I think that's a really good segue into, you know, how to use social media, you know, in today's world to, to really activate and, and cultivate an audience. Um, one example I know Meg in your hype video you sort of hit on the dunkin Donuts thing that uh, that bamco is doing right now and they're, they're, they've got a co-op with uh, Charlie let me see if I can pronounce the last name is it Emilio d Emilio is that right
2: that's correct yeah that was, Sorry, Charlie I did it right <laughs> I was hoping I pronounced it right yeah. yeah yeah you guys just launched this thing I think on promo marketing there was a huge um, press release on it and that's what I was like I didn't even know who she was I'm but that's I'm it's not my age group you know what I mean like I asked my kids and they were like oh you know she's like this 17 year old girl who's just so talented she can dance and she has all these followers um and the hype video went in and i showed how many followers she has and if you guys don't if you guys aren't on tiktok again i was somebody that was so against it because i'm like oh that's my kids these people have over five million followers well, like it's just, and then their views have millions of views. I can tell you, we will never get millions of views on these, and it's not because we're not awesome because we are, but <laughs> these people have just really been able to grow in their clout and, and grow their following through the, the presence of TikTok. So to see someone like Duncan and, and um, some of the other brands that you're working with, like absorb that and kind of, uh, it's just really exciting to see that. But um, I'd like to hear some, some, some strategy behind that, Adia, because this is really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I I think, like you said, let me throw something. (laughs) Um, you know, it's not necessarily our age group, but we're, we have to target that age group. And it's the fact that, you know, the normal channels of advertising, they're not watching anymore and they're not seeing, um, Mm -hmm. they're not seeing a lot of the things that are on classic TV and, and the spots and where things used to be launched and released. So it's really talking to that audience and the way that they want to be spoken to. And like you said, 5 million plus followers, um, you, you, you know, there's no other way to obtain that. And there's no other way to build trust with the brand than taking someone that they watch every day and they admire and they look up to and, and tie the brand to that trusting person. And so you know, when you're doing a merch release and a launch for that, it has to speak to both brands. It has to speak to the, the, you know, both companies, or if it's a person in the company that you're tying together, the products have to speak to both of them because they're going to engage both audiences and then really make someone be representing both brands now and, and like what they're speaking to. So um, that's really um, key and integral part is, is to work with both brands together to get that uh, creative product that matches them.
2: And I I think um, one of the things that you've done really well with these is this limited edition merchandise that is like people know that it's limited edition and that's why they have to get it. Like I think I saw you sold out of um, I wrote it down something within an a like, couple hours or 24 hours it was some was Taco Bell onesies or something. Yeah, Taco Bell onesies I think were
3: under it was definitely under an hour might have been under 30 minutes. Um, the onesies got on Good Morning America and were just gone um, because everybody wants to wear the sauce packet flavor that they love at Taco Bell. And it it just, it just blew up. I mean, they um, accounted for if for the promotional marketing for that promotion itself, um, obviously people went to the site and bought the product. So there was limited costs, soft costs, but no hard costs involved with that. They would have had to spend $3 million in other advertising vehicles to get the same amount of views as they did um, on social with the sauce packet launch promotion,
0: mm-hmm. you That's know? the power of promo right there, man.
3: Right, it is, and it's, it's not the idea of, okay, we have to hand this out somewhere. It has to be, okay, I wanna represent this brand, and this is why I love that brand, cult following. Why are you going to have a cult following with what you do? It has to be very cool and very on point and specific. So really taking the time to get the right product that is going to resonate with the audience that you're looking um, to target.
0: So how does that work from, sorry, go ahead, Steven. I'll wait. Oh, you're, you're good. No, hey, you were going to ask the question. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, so Jill, um, I, I love the idea of, of using social influencing and people that are maybe not yet connected with the brand and trying to, to make that match. And there's, you know, I've been seeing the rise with, you know, a cameo, you know, where people are, are using that to, to do, you know, like spokesperson of companies or products. And then there's a uh, BuzzSumo. I don't know if you guys are aware of them as well, where you can hire social influencers. And I, I've always, I've always struggled with one thing with this and it's that, and maybe you can help bridge this gap. Um, when you're, you're not selling to the masses, when you use influencers, you're selling to the fans of the influencers. And so there's almost, um, it, it's not cheating because it's brilliant, but it's like, they'll buy anything. It doesn't matter if it's great or not, right? You know, there's, you know, I, I think about the, was it the big baller brand? They released their their stuff and some of their, everyone was like hating on it, but there were still fans of, you know, BBV, and they still bought $600 pairs of shoes, even though they were bad. You know, it's like, so it's, there. you can get sales by attaching yourself to, uh, to people you like. And it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be good. I think the what you guys are doing is great though, where you're trying to find, you know, marketing campaigns that go along with it. So maybe you could speak to kind of the difference of, of, of that, right. You know, having good promo along with, uh, connecting it with the influencer to the brand. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. I think I have two points uh, to clarify that. So, I mean, good versus great. That's, you know, that's objective. I mean, the people that spent $600 on something thought it was great or they weren't spending $600 on something. So it might not be your perception because you're in the industry, but whatever it was, it resonated with that person. And that's really the goal. It's not really our goal or our job to tell somebody what is good, what is great, what is relevant. And in a, a second bucket, I feel like the industry and the world in general is trending towards, I don't want more stuff. I want better stuff. I want stuff that represents who I am and the brand that I'm in. So what are we doing to elevate our game in that way? Because the really yummy hoodie or the really cozy um, uh, sauce packet onesie, like it it will have a little bit of longevity if it's meh. It will have long longevity if the product is great and if we can get there. So um, I think it's two-sided in that way. And I think yeah. that you're really looking for those audience audiences that you wouldn't have found. You can't do the same thing on Instagram that you're going to do on TikTok, that you're going to do on Clubhouse, that you're going to do on Facebook, that you're going to do on LinkedIn, you know, that you're going to do in old, you know, channels of media because it all has a different audience for a different thing. So, um, I mean, I think that you really have to work with the brands and with the two collab brands to figure out what is that special sauce that makes this collab work or not work. You know, I've seen some fail too. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that one's the like recently, but I have seen collabs out there that didn't necessarily make sense and weren't as effective as they thought they were going to be. Um, so it's really taking the time to understand the target audiences that you're wanting to go, go with. And most of the time it works the best if the influencer actually loves the product. Likes it, right? And they've right. been <laughs> using it forever. So if somebody's been using it forever, it's a national, it's a you know natural for that brand to tap them and say, Hey, you're a fan of ours. You know, mm. um Jake Owen, Malibu Boats, like he was a wake surfer forever. And now he's, you know, working with the wake circling brand, Malibu Boats. That doesn't, if it doesn't happen organically, it doesn't make sense. Awesome.
1: Yeah, maybe can you
3: we found a platform.
1: Maybe? Have you found a platform that's been most successful uh, as of recently?
3: Oh, I think it's the platform that's now. I mean, there's going to be another platform tomorrow and another platform the next day. And like I said, you can't do the same thing on the same platform. Um, so it's really about why people are being drawn to that platform, who is being drawn to that platform, who is succeeding. You know, there's a reason why Charlie is succeeding on that platform. And so once again, there's some magic there, but there's no way we can tap into these size of audiences Brands, I mean, like, it's just crazy insane. And it's at somebody's fingertips multiple times a day, as many times as these people post. So we've never in the history of marketing, seeing the availability to get brands in front of people this quickly, um, you know, ever it's new and it's exciting.
0: I think that's, you know, you'd mentioned that, uh, you know, it's about the, the, you know, what platform you're on and the the target audience that you're trying to approach, you know, like you said, you're not going to, you're not going to put the same kind of content on LinkedIn as you are on Instagram or TikTok. And so I think, One of the questions that I have for you is in the case study that you guys list on your website for Duncan, you guys mentioned about, you know, going in and doing multiple site visits and actually engaging in uh, the clients and looking at the target audience to see who you're really focused on. I mean, how much of that are you guys actually doing? And is there a certain approach that you guys are doing for that? Like, how are you, how are you doing that? And then how do you take those results and put it into whatever the platform is?
3: Yeah, we will be as involved as the customer. Let's us be, um, like, like you said, for Duncan with that case study, hundreds of site visits. And and that was not for this specific promotion. It's when we started working with Duncan because we were looking at what they were doing and we were looking at what was working and wasn't working and we will put the time in. Same with Taco Bell. We looked at brands that the people who were buying their product were also buying. So Okay. Here's your target audience. Here's things in retail. They're going out and buying. We should pair your merchandise line to look similar to the lines or collab with the lines that people are already purchasing and doing an entire study in that way. So, I mean, we want to be at the seat of the table at the highest levels of conversation and marketing. So we can be proactive in bringing these ideas to the table. You know, that's, that's our goal. That's
0: what we do. Can I ask a question? When you approach things like that, do you ever worry about for imprint or Amazon or somebody else coming into the promotional market space?
3: No, I mean, we're a completely different business than that. <laughs> yeah. um, we're, we're very consultative and they, you know, they have their niche and, you know, great. Um, good for them. But, you know, we're, we're, like I said, we're, we're sitting at the table with leaders of their marketing departments, having conversations and, and being a partner, um, understand the value and that we bring to the table and the fact that like you said we consider ourselves an agency that is working with them and partnering with them so um that's not even a thing i think jeff is being it It,
0: it was completely (laughs) set up to be rhetorical but
1: (laughs)
2: it's literally like a comment on the promotional products group one day like they took this or that they stole my business it's like what? I, i lost all my customers because of you i heard that yesterday literally it was my fault and i'm like and everyone jumped on that. And you know what? It's insane because this isn't, a, oh, I don't even know what to say about this. Yes, he was being facetious. <laughs> but yes, people need to learn what Jill Albers is doing because it should it applies so much. Like creativity is your, your goal, you know? And that's what differentiates you from your competition. That's why Banco is killing it. You guys are doing stuff that's different. And you're right, 4imprint, those, com- those type of customers have their niche. They're good at what they do. But- everyone in the industry can't just try to emulate that because that's, you can't, a lot of people can't afford to do what they're doing, you know, with all the the mailings and the catalogs and whatever in their e-commerce platform. So you have to differentiate yourself. And what you guys have done is, is gained so much momentum with this, this, this crazy merch, these influencers, these retail brands. I just, I love it. I think it's amazing. I think what you, you guys have done is, is next level and you set the bar very high. It, yeah, Jill, for clarity uh, purposes, oh yeah. it's it's not Jill Albers,
3: It's Bamco. Jill uh, Albers inhale. came to Bamco because what they were doing, and <laughs> that's <laughs> um, that's that's where that went. I have amazing creative teams. We have amazing sourcing teams. We have amazing technology teams and resources internally. That is an engine like I've never seen in our space. So <laughs> Bamco came well before for me there, but it's so fun to be in an environment with. Um, really hard working creative people who want to go next level and aren't um accepting the status quo and what it is and it's like i always say you know know your role shut your hole like stay in your lane in your lane like, what are you doing what is your goal like everybody else can do the other stuff in the industry you're not mm-hmm. going to do all of it um so that's what we try to do stay in our lane and focus on the space that we are killing it at
1: yeah play so insurance. so joe i know as a uh, as a distributor and you we look i look at all the the work you guys have done it's it's amazing and inspiring and and i wonder too is do you get kind of like what comes first chicken to the egg here is it you have the customer and then you're able to present the crazy ideas or you get the customer by presenting the crazy ideas i think um, a, lot of people- that's a good
3: question yeah that's a great question and it's it's you can't answer it. It depends on, it's, it depends on the cycle in which you start talking to people. I've had situations and I've talked to customers for two years about this, about what's going on. It didn't resonate, didn't resonate, doesn't resonate. Or, you know, somebody new came into the, their organization. He was like, yes, this is right. And we're going to go. And we've been, you know, also, you know, jumping in as the car is already driving down the road and working on it to get it up to speed. So, um, I think that's how our industry works most of the time. You never know. It's never the same sales cycle. It's never the same process. It's very entrepreneurial and creative and where are we going to go? So the best thing is, is to continue to have a partnership where you continue to innovate with that brand and you have the ability to have these conversations with them because majority of the time, they're not going to think about it on their own because once again, how many social channels do they have to worry about right now? How many places do they have to be advertising right now? What do they have to be doing? You know, and if um, you know, really sitting down and looking at what they're doing in the next year and plan for this that far ahead, this isn't going to happen. You know, this is not a this is not a short period of time to get something like this up and going.
0: Jill, so how do you guys go about um, first of all selecting the right platform for the target audience. And then how do you find, you know, the influencer in that platform and what does that setup look like? I mean, is it an an expensive process? Is it, you know, relatively inexpensive? You know, does it depend on, you know, give us, give us that rundown if you could.
3: Yeah, that's hard to talk about too much. Um, A majority of our clients were under MDA, So their internal process is relatively hard to define how they're um, approaching, uh, either a personality or an organization, um, but it comes back to the data. You know what is working and not working for them. If it's not working for them, there's probably a reason. You don't need to go look at that. So if you want to be successful on all platforms, look at what's not working or look at what is working, and then look at the platforms that your target audience is most likely to use and start there. You know, start there once again, start with something organic that is already happening in your business and you're seeing a cult following. A lot of times there's little user groups on these platforms that are, you know, like lovers of Dunkin' group on whatever platform. And there's 200 people on there. Okay, well, what are those people talking about? Let's do some market research to see what they're saying and why they love it and what's the value proposition. Because there's usually when we we have a cult following of a brand or we love a brand, there's that one little thing that does it for us. It's like, no, nope, we would never change. I would never use anything else um, because of this one or two or three you know, specific reason. You know, Making sure you looked in and know what those reasons are helps you figure out all those things.
0: Fair enough. So is that something that each of the individual companies are actually giving to you guys? Or is that something that you're more, I guess, bringing to the forefront with the, or the, uh, the end user? Like if you, yeah, I would say it's 50, 50, it depends
3: okay. upon, um, where the client is in their process, how engaged they are on social already. Some clients already have it figured out and they say they, they want this and then we add value to it. Some customers have no idea and they want us to start, you know, um, from scratch. So it, it, it depends. And all of these can be the same size organizations. You know, you can have a very large organization that is targeting uh gen x millennials right now and they want to get into this bucket and you know they do have some of the most sophisticated marketing teams but it's really brand new to them other Mm -hmm. ones could be startups who got funding that the only place that they advertise it you know is here and they know everything about it already Um, Mm -hmm. so you know very different scenarios based upon the company that you're working
0: with So Brendan Petridge said that uh, influencer marketing is awesome, but very expensive. And that's why you see a lot of larger retailers doing it. Do you have any advice for smaller distributors on how they can use influencer marketing that fits? So I guess, I mean, I could immediately say that it doesn't necessarily have to be an expensive process. It depends on who the influencer is that you're using, but could you maybe touch on that at all?
3: I think it goes back to the authenticity. You know, if somebody is out there, you know, already representing your brand and talking about how they use it. And they love it. They're they're more likely to be more cost effective in approaching them, you know. And they also see the value of associating themselves with your brand because they're getting free publicity. So I think it's a quid pro quo thing, you know. It's not always expensive if it's good for both people for right. both brands. So um, that's the way I would look at it.
1: Well, I, I could even give a, a short little testimony and shout out to our coworker. It doesn't even have to be a huge influencer. I mean, influencers right. can be. A couple hundred to a thousand people that followed. I'm not necessarily the charlies of the world right so uh, i know jenna uh one of her friends is has a big instagram following and they saw those uh was it the uh what's the sauce pack thing oh the uh, yes the, product the, of the year. dip trip the dip trip yeah yeah, yeah. and so she saw those it was like i want to get these and she has this brand and so she ordered a couple hundred and then called back a few hours later said i need more than that like it just people just wanted them. So it could be very, it doesn't have to be a huge personality. It could be just something that sticks. Um, And I think there's a way that there's a, there's something there, you know, and it's becoming more and more accessible. If you can figure out who those people are and what the, what the need is.
3: Right. And it's a game changer based upon your size. So like you said, it might not be Charlie, it might not be the size of your organization, but what is the goal you know, in growth right. or in sales of this product or in views, what is it for your brand? You know, that's all it's got to matter. Like some, yeah, some brands are never going to do what we're talking about with Dunkin'. Few are yeah. actually, but you can take that and it's scalable and it's replicatable on every level imaginable
0: exactly what I was going to say. Not every, not every end user is a Duncan, you know what I mean? Right. So it, it's a scalable process, you know, and like Steven hit it on the, on the head, you know, it's, you could find an influencer that has several thousand followers and be just as impactful to your company uh, as, you know, if, if it scales, then somebody is going with a Charlie and a, and an ex Duncan type of situation. So.
3: Right. And it doesn't have to be B2C either. I mean, you could take, you know, an industry, legend like meg erber and she could influence a group like the promotional products industry you know so it's you know our our b2b distributor supplier niche has influencers in that group too and it could change the game for you know any company in our space just the same as it doesn't have
2: to be like i said taco bell or duncan or whomever
0: absolutely do you guys have any other questions
2: um, I did have one because I think this is just a huge thing for Bamco. Um, you guys posted Q1 sales of, of $60 million in growth. That's crazy. Do you, is that largely in, in contributed to what is going on with all these, um, these, these merch trends, you think with social media and everything, is that where a lot of this growth is coming from? Because it doesn't of- hurt. I mean, it's yeah. definitely not, <laughs>
3: I mean, we definitely, um, you know, are siloed into different groups. And we try to not have all of our eggs in one basket. You've seen a lot of the distributors who really niche in the travel industry or really niche in the sports industry or really niche. So we try to diversify because this is replicable across all um, types of categories of end users. And so we really try to diversify our book of business. Um, But it's really, I mean, I uh, attribute that to great leadership and focusing on what the goal is. And, and really having a distinct vision for who we're doing, hiring the right people to the doing the job and letting those people um, excel and grow and make decisions. And that's why I said, that's why I came to Bamco um, because we had all of these things in place and I hadn't seen all these things in place in, in anyone in our industry. And so I was super excited to be a part of that engine. And it's, it's just, especially during the pandemic, we were um, dead focused early on PPE. You know, and then we decided to pivot about halfway through because we knew that trend was not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And so we pivoted back to talking about, um, I'm going to say classic promotional marketing, the way that we were doing before early on. We let several po- people focus on the PPE and turn back to having the conversations about coming back earlier than most did because they wanted to hang on to what that was, not knowing when it was going to come back. And um, like I said, it's a big shift to turn, but you know, we, we've turned it and we've navigated. I mean, if you want to look back at the last couple of years, it was tariffs, then it was COVID. (laughs) It was this, I mean, we haven't had a normal year in almost two and a half years. People is nothing is different. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, I don't think you could have the results we've had without uh, amazing leadership. And like I said, and from the top to the very bottom, hiring the right talent to be able uh, to get the job done.
0: I think in a way, all the different changes and stuff over the last couple of years has been really good for us as an industry because it keeps us flexible, keeps us fluid and keeps us on our toes. You know, I think uh, growing, um, growing content is not good for the industry. And so the change is actually a good thing.
3: Yeah. I think people need to remember who they are aside from the rest of the entire industry as much as I love the industry and I've, you know, been a part of it for so long. And I love the idiosyncrasies that are the promotional product space. I mean, you have to define who you are. And like I said, stay in your lane and make differentiators because we do share a lot of information. It's very quirky. You know, not a lot of industries share all this information and are super friendly with the competitors in their space. So you need to know what what makes you tick and focus and go get that and go kill it too. I mean, I'm friendly with everyone, but you know, I am on a path to go kill it for Bamco and make sure that we're different and unique. Um, so I don't know. I, I think we get comfortable in our space. Absolutely. And I think the minute you're comfortable, you should be worried and looking over the shoulder and say, who's coming for me? yeah. Oh, if you're not changing and you're not growing, then you know, someone is gonna do it better than you one day.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yep, 100%.
0: All right, so rapid fire?
2: I think we should do rapid fire today.
0: All right, I'm going first. I don't So want anybody <laughs> stealing my shit, all right? In the interest of Cinco de Mayo, what flavor margarita are you drinking this evening?
3: I will be drinking uh, just basic, like boring vanilla classic margarita <laughs> on the rocks with tons of salt. Nothing fancy. Um,
0: I'm just gonna chime in for Tim Hill here. I don't think we like vanilla margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I, I, not, gonna, I don't need anything fancy. I week. just <laughs>
3: want my Casamigos, my mix, a bunch of lime and ice and salt. I don't. I don't need anything else.
0: Classic margarita. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Meg Herbert, I know you've got one on your desk already. I
2: know. <laughs> so um, I did the Bella Canvas digital experience the other day and they sent um, a, a whole kit and it's a chili mango margarita with the Casa Amigos tequila. I didn't get to hang out for the uh, happy hour because it was just well into like my dinner hour here. So I saved it. I put the tequila in the freezer and hopefully my kids didn't drink it and fill it with water like they've been known to do. And I will have an amazing uh, chili mango margarita later with sugar, sugar.
0: Stephen, I'll accept a Mexican beer if you're not gonna have a margarita. Yeah, I probably won't.
1: But if I if you if you know this is a you must drink margarita, I'd probably go with a jalapeno. All
0: right, fair enough. Well, in the interest of social media influencers influencers, I'm gonna go with my boy Dwayne Rock Johnson and I'm gonna have a watermelon margarita.
2: Okay. All right. All right, I'll go next with my rapid fire question. <laughs> Who do we think? out of jeff and steven is the better dancer
0: it doesn't matter because we're not going to see the, the
2: dance <laughs> off, so. those of you who missed the beginning part of this um of this episode today was not on facebook live and they actually had some break dancing so if you missed it darn
1: i'm I sorry know. but maybe yeah, you guys probably should have in,
0: you should have
1: stretched more
3: i think steven is more open-minded about this I'm <laughs>
0: <him today. laughs> wow i would
1: have
2: to say i would have to say that she, so jeff's wife it, what's her nationality she's like she Latina. What is?
1: yeah
2: so i would say be to Jeff, yeah yeah just because of that that's that's all oh, that's literally the only reason <laughs> because of his wife
0: she, fair enough I'm sorry well, believe it or not, that is how I conned my wife into marriage, so. You know.
2: <laughs> with your with your amazing dancing skills?
0: With my amazing dancing, yeah. I actually, no, believe it or not, uh, mm. I was going to say it depends on the type of dancing. Mm. Uh, if you want me to do the the Charlie dance, not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but you know, if you want to talk some bachata or salsa or merengue or something like that, I'm all for it. Let's go.
2: That'd be appropriate on Cinco de Mayo.
0: It would okay.
2: be. So, Stephen, who do you think would be the better dancer out of you and Jeff? <laughs>
1: um... Depends on the dance. I would agree. If there's any ones he just named, it'll be Jeff. And then I'll take the rest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if right. no, it wants to come out so much right now, but I'm going to. No, just, but don't, because they're going to make I, you prove it. So I literally want to see
1: one of you
2: do the worm. Like, before this is over, just.
0: I, I think it's <laughs> a, a, a great 50-50. We
1: are even dancers. So no I'm definitely I, You
2: know on. what would solve this? An actual dance-off.
1: All right. My rapid fire question. If you guys were to go through Dunkin' Donuts, what's the one donut that you have to have? Uh,
0: You know what? I used to really love a good chocolate covered Bavarian cream filled, but they're a little too sweet for me now. So I'm just going to go with a classic glazed, man. My kids love the strawberry frosted sprinkles though.
2: Mm. Little holes because I get a variety and I don't have to choose. I don't have oh, to pick my favorite. Mine. so <laughs> there, di-
1: there are different flavors of the holes. The Which one?
2: Holes. I, just the holes. Yeah. Oh, don't
1: Powdered chocolate. Which one? I
2: glazed. glazed. Yeah. I, yeah. Gla- the glazed chocolate ones are pretty good, I guess. You know, if I have to choose. <laughs>
0: I'll go chocolate frosted with sprinkles. Chocolate frosted with sprinkles. All right, Jill Aubers, what is your question to the insider or industry insider uh, crew here?
3: When we get back to normal, what is the most exciting industry event you guys are looking forward to attending? It could be regional. It could be national. It could be a dinner with three friends you have at one of the events. It could be any of this.
2: But I'll go since they're thinking about it because I'm actually on two committees for two different events so I have to say those um both have yet to be announced one is going to be announced this month um I'm on the board for promo cares which most of you most of you know and this month is mental health awareness so we are going to launch our event by the end of the month and it is geared for that and it is for this industry and it is going to be huge and we are using influencers and I'm taking all of the bits that I've learned from all of this and and putting it out there so it is coming soon everybody and we are really excited about it that's all, that's
0: all I can say. <laughs> good steven
1: i think the easy answer is vegas i mean it's there's just so and it's not even just the trade show i think we've we've beat that before but the time like right before the show like after the show like that whole period is just awesome so i'm, I'm gonna probably just cheap out and go vegas
0: yeah. I'm going to say the one with people and handshakes and fist bumps and hugs. That one.
2: Got it. about <laughs> you, Joe? I will be excited for the
3: ASI power summit um, just with the amount of networking. And, you know, that's really when there is to meet new great people who are doing different things. And, you know, I haven't met before and I don't know before. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to, a good industry bar, you know, where everybody's mingling and talking after Mm. the event, meeting new people you haven't, Um, because I will admit I've been really bad on the virtual events. I just, I would like to see you in person. And like I said, break bread or have a cocktail or, or get to know somebody who knows somebody really easily right there. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, uh, you know, you, you uh, would be remiss if we didn't uh, mention the, the sponsor again this week. So we were brought to you today by TechWeld. Hopefully you guys had uh, got some really good information out of the, out of the podcast today. And um, just again, brought to you by TechWeld. USA made in a world filled with worry regarding overseas products. They offer many USA made products to help separate themselves from the promotional products pack. Uh, you know what? Look, we're, it's, it's summer you know, or well, spring, I should say, but the sun's out, weather's warming up, you know, you're probably looking for a pair of shades to throw on yourself, right? Uh, protect the eyes. Uh, so look, uh, TechWeld is the uh, Distributor Choice Awards winner for sunglasses. TechWeld won uh 2019 Distributor Choice Award in the sunglass category, and they've got many SKUs that are FDA approved and offer UVA and UVB protection, um, and they've also uh, they've specialized in kits as well. Uh, they've got a lot of great, uh, great kit programs uh, where they've got an initiative uh, to push kits. They've got eight different stock packaging for their kits. They've got an EVA bag. They've got the PVC tent pouch, uh, PVC tube, an organza bag, the pillow pouch, the BTL 20, uh, 202, which is a 30 ounce tumbler. And uh, they've also got those retro lunch boxes, which are super cool as well uh, many, uh, or not many players in the industry are focusing too heavily on kits. So really allows them to hone in on the market, uh, for those products and, and, you know, really expand upon their already vast kit line. So go check them out at techwell.com. That's T E K W E L D.com for more information. You will not be sorry that you did. Uh, wow. Meg Erber, you threw the cap on,
2: you know, limited edition merch.
0: Yep. Hey, uh, by the way, <laughs> Oh no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> Jessica Gibbons-Roush says that uh, I guess that means you win the dance competition by default, which is yes. probably true. We're just, <laughs> okay. I'm just going to give that to her. Yeah, Congratulations. Meg. Congrats, yes. Meg. Your trophies in the mail.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, guys. Jill, thank you so much for joining us. I had a blast. Uh, it's really, really relevant information in today's digital age, so appreciate you sort of steering us through it and, uh, and helping us out.
3: All right. Well, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Joe. Bye. Guys. Take
0: Bye. Care. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.